Hey everybody, I'm back, back from Las Vegas. What a great time, what a great city. I have never been there before and I highly, highly recommend if you've never been there, take a trip. It is worth it. I barely gambled. I mean, you don't have to gamble at all. I didn't even see any shows. Just walking around the strip, hanging poolside, having drinks, checking out all the different casinos. Totally worth the price of admission. Uh, as is this podcast because it's free. You get what you pay for. Uh, but for real, this episode is great. This one could ruffle some feathers, especially if the right or wrong people listen to it. Uh, shout out to you, Tech Nine, and any, uh, let's see, Travis and the other strange music people. Uh, also, any local rappers. Like, there's some pills, some tough pills you got to swallow in this episode. And it's coming from a place of love, both from me and Cesar, because uh, we want we want Kansas City music to succeed. And uh, I know there's just some truth being spit in this podcast from Cesar. Uh, who is he? Well, he is the owner of Motive KC, which is a premier photo rental space. So if you're a photographer or you want to get into photography, he's got a really cool space very very reasonable prices and we get into that in this episode he owns uh hayes media group which like pimps your business like he you know social media marketing and that kind of stuff and then unlabeled music uh probably the best studio in kansas city he's he says it is if you know not counting strange land because that doesn't really count uh, he's got some, some big words, you guys, and I, and he backs it up. I think he's backing it up. Test him if you don't believe him or, um, email him or Instagram him at, uh, I got his right here. It's, uh, Cesar Marquez. I, I, uh, I don't know. I'll have to post it in the notes. That's a lot to spell, <laughs> but check him out at Hayes Media Group, Unlabeled Music and Motive KC. Uh, that's it guys. Enjoy this episode. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. It's a, Oh, and one more thing about it. Sorry, this is a long in, intro. We did this at Motive. This was in his uh, photography studio, and we'd used his cameras, his mics, all that. If you want to do the same thing and create a show, you can rent that space out. And, and look, this is a brand new, uh, brand new setup and everything. I hope you guys enjoy it on the YouTube side. Uh, if you guys are listening, most of you are. Check it out on YouTube, uh, Neanderthal Podcast. You know how you know how to find it. Jeez, let's go. Let's stop talking already, Ryan. Go. Welcome to the Neanderthal Podcast. We'll know topic kicks off. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Roy the Soul. Thank you for coming to the Neanderthal Podcast. Boom shot, boom. I'm Ryan Westa. This is Neanderthal Podcast. And I feel because I'm so white, I'll fuck up your name again. But I'm going to try it first, and then you can laugh at me. Okay, let's go. Cesar. 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 Yeah, Damn Cesar. It. Cesar. So. The only reason it's Cesar is because my dad and I have almost the exact same name. And okay. his name's Cesar. And I can't have the same name as my dad. You can't have that extra yeah, flair? So I, had, so I made it, I made it uh, extra American. You know, yeah, it's got less flair. It's got less flair, but it's easier to say. But it's still say. hard for... It's still hard for people to say, yeah, right? Because they look at it, and they're like, it's clearly it's Caesar. It's like That's where I came. I was like, what's up, Caesar? He's <laughs> like, it's Caesar. <laughs> yeah, man. Damn. And um, 
so white. It is. It is. It's part of the deal. But you know, I um, my middle name is Alex, and I went by Alex uh, all my life until I was eighteen, and so my first name Cesar. And uh, I went to college, and I was like, "Fuck this! I don't like Alex anymore. I'm gonna go by my first name." So I went by you my first name. You switched it up. Yeah, I switched it up. That's all. That's quite the identity crisis, huh? Yeah, I switched <laughs> it up, man. I didn't like Alex, man. I don't know. Alex was just too like, too ambi- You know. Eh. Okay. Sure. I wanted something that was real definitive, you know. Yeah. It's like, and Alex can Cesar be a girl like, yeah, or Alex a guy. Yeah, Alex can be a girl or a guy. It doesn't have any like oomph to it. Mm. You know, Alex is just like Alex. I've always gone by, not really even because I've asked. Just people usually just call me by my last name. Yeah. Just growing up, it was always, hey, Westa. Well, because Westa's cool, right? Westa's, there's like, we're the only Westa family. Nice. Like, there's no, you'll not find another Westa outside of, like, my family tree. Well, dang. Which is pretty cool. How's that, how's that possible? You I mean, not my family tree, but, you know, like, all of us Westas, we're all, I don't know. I was do- I was adopted into it too. Oh, okay. So I was so um, I don't know. My dad's Norwegian, and so it's just a I don't know. It was a shortened version of a different name before. Got it. Got it. Got his, it. Before they came over Westa. and then they switched west. It was a longer name. And oh, then Westa he, does. Sound and they shorted West- it down to just Westa. It definitely sounds. And Norwegian. so it's a very it's just an original. Sounds like it's straight up from like an like it's like an IKEA brand. Yeah, I don't know shit like about Westa, Ikea. Like you, you like buy, like this would be like the West couch. <laughs> I don't mean that in a weird way. It just sounds like it's from that okay. part, of the, you know, part of the world yeah. in regards to what it is. But that's cool. Not bad. So, so you're Norwegian? I'm not, you're but not, my, my dad adopted that adopted me is. Okay. I was, I'm more uh, Irish. My, I, I knew only my Irish heritage from my very Irish grandma. Okay, okay. You have and a very so, Irish grandma. Yeah, that's she's cool. dead now. Dang. Very dead and very. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but she was very, very Irish. Dead. Yes. Um, anyways, enough about me. We're in this dope space, motive. Yes, motive. Uh, you want to kind of tell a sure. little bit about this place and. Okay. Uh, motive is Kansas City's leading photography rental space. And we started this in October and basically it's built for photographers of all levels and models and brands and things to use to book rental space for photography. Uh, The big neat thing about Motive is that it is an all-inclusive studio and that means we're at a flat rate and we don't charge any other fees for any other things. So you get lighting, backdrops, um, all the equipment in-house, that is multiple strobes, multiple continuous lights, a bunch of different types of props and everything like that, all for one flat rate. We also do events here as well. Um, it's equipped for pretty much everything. We have some like badass lights, we have a great sound system, um, and it's really about that comfort, you know, and the customer experience coming first. I have, um, I was just with a client yesterday, she came in and she walked in and she stood there and she looked around and she said, so what can I use? And I was kind of like, well, you can use everything, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And she's like, no, but really, like, what can I use? And I'm like, everything. And she's like, well, stop pulling my leg. Like, what is there lights that I don't? I said, no, like, that's the part. And she's like, well, wow, like, why didn't I know about this? You know, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that's, we put it all over the website yeah. that everybody has, you know, access to all this stuff. But maybe it's because people are so used to, like, people having that butt at the end of something. Is that what kind of... I guess like it what's, is. What's the photography studio scene like here in Kansas City? Like, what sets you apart from um, from them? I mean, it seems like the pricing so, there, huh? 
definitely the pricing. Pricing is uh, slightly higher than most photography studios here in Kansas City, but not actually. The big thing here and one of the things that we really wanted to change is the pricing is a mystery in regards to studios in Kansas City. Also, they're not run, running great brands, a lot of them, in the sense that they're not running businesses. They might be photographers who have spaces who they rent out to okay. friends of theirs and stuff like that, but their booking systems are non-existent. Some of them don't even have a phone number to call. They're not taking to, it serious? As they're, I don't they're know if they're hunt? not taking it serious, but I don't... That's what it sounds they, like. Maybe they you know just don't mean? have the, you know, they don't have that piece, you know, okay. to be able to like go to that next level, or maybe that's not what they want, you know? Um, but the big thing is, is that you show up at the studio, like the regular, the regular situation in regards to probably the top four studios here in Kansas City is you show up, you walk in, you look around, you don't know who to talk to, you don't know what's available, but you book the space, mm -hmm. right? And you walk in, things, uh, you don't know where the lights are, you don't know what you're able to do or not to do, and there's rarely anybody there to actually help you do anything, yeah. you know? And that can be pretty frustrating in regards to being a photographer or a model or coming in there and you're saying, oh, well, what the hell, What's up? you know, what, <laughs> what can I do yeah. and how can I make use of my time because the clock's ticking. Right? I oh, yeah. Booked my, I already booked my two hours or three hours. But I'm here to work. Let's I'm go. Here I'm to work, here, yeah. And now I have to spend the next 20 minutes figuring out how to work. Mm -hmm. Right? So that was the first thing we noticed. And we had looked at studios all over Kansas City. And then we went to San Francisco and Denver and um, Chicago and looked at their studios and said, okay, so this is what is necessary in order for us to bring the community forward and bring photography forward in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. We got to act like a business. We have to do things in, for the customer first, and we really have to focus on that above all else. You know, no hidden fees, no tra you know, no uh, backdrop fees. You know, they charge per four square feet of backdrop in some studios. Oh yeah. You know, but four square feet is like this much. Right. right? They're gonna charge you like a fifteen dollar fee for this much Whoa. of the backdrop. I'm like, damn, like y'all really are trying to just mess Nickel up the people the moment you get in. I couldn't imagine walking into a studio and being like, okay, so what's available? And they're like, okay, it's $65 for the lights, but we don't know if all the lights are available. It's $15 if you even touch the backdrop with any more than four square feet. But if you notice, the backdrops back here is like, I don't know, we got 12 feet of backdrop. Like typically models want to move from the top to the front and they use about eight to 10 feet of backdrop. Okay. So you're going to nickel and dime me off of eight to 10 feet All of right. backdrop? Why is that the customer's problem? Yeah. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> you, know, it's, you don't go to like, I don't know. You don't go to Walmart or brands that like that and they expect you to clean the floor and pay for the things that you mess up. Sure. It's just part of the deal. Yeah. Right. What I call that is just like, they don't want to have to be that hands-on in regards to how they run their studios and that's where they fail you know yeah. and that's where we're going to succeed because we're willing to put that customer service up front and yeah. be the most important thing for any of the people that come to our space that's how you get them back i mean that's how you make money hell yeah because it's about every every interaction you right. know it's literally hey how are you doing yeah welcome to our space this is what's available, you know, and then helping them along the way. Hey, do you need anything from us? Here's a couple of bottles of water, you know, and why isn't that the norm? Yeah. You know, and I'm, I think, I think it's just because they haven't thought like that. You know? Are there a lot of spaces that are like this, like set up with like different, I don't know if I would call them stations, but kind of call. Yeah. Some you got of them, like different stations. Like, a lot of the okay. spaces are, as I said, run by photographers. Um, 
and those photographers have are really it's for their personal use and then they rent it to other people as well mm -hmm. so some of them are smaller some of them more like focused on a specific type of photography whether that's boudoir oh yeah there's a lot of that portrait and stuff so you know you got spaces with like, I don't know if beds. I trust those boudoir people <laughs> what did you get in what did you get in it for dude I know what you're doing hey I know I mean <laughs> you know hey there's some really really great boudoir photographers oh it's I believe not, they're all professional I believe yeah. not all I'm sure there's some that there's aren't. definitely not I'm not, yeah, I'm sure a lot of there's a lot of good professional ones, but yeah. I, I imagine like any other world, there's got some seedy bad actors involved. Absolutely, and there's some, you know, there's some definitely some been some drama in regards to that in the community over the last couple of years, and I don't want to touch on that a whole lot. But the big thing yeah. is, is that a lot of times the model call models call them guys with cameras, right? Yeah. Okay, they're just guys with cameras. They're mm -hmm. not really photographers. They're just. Um, dudes looking to look at naked girls yeah. and i'm like damn dude you could just go online <laughs> i know have, like, the end goal is the same I don't and know, when you like, get done you could just go <coughs> online you don't have to be harassing these these ladies yeah so, i don't know some people are built weird i guess i guess i mean i think and you know we we're not certain if we're going to move into that realm in regards to motive mm -hmm. uh, to offer that but maybe you know or maybe we'll just build a brand that's boudoir focused Right. It's kind of a thing. That I think wouldn't at. that be? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't anticipate going towards that kind of conversation. But I mean, just it, walking in here, you can tell how professional it is. Yeah. Uh, talking to you la uh, last time, I think your girlfriend was here, and you just, yeah. there's a professional feel here. You know, there's going to be someone here. Mm -hmm. And with you being in this community, as like you, you're outspoken and you're out there. Yeah. You're going to be trusted. Yeah. Like that would I would I mean I'm. And if I were a female, I would want somewhere where I would feel safe. I would feel like something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, like, hey, the photographer, you come here and do it in a, like a supervised mm -hmm. kind of safe spot. Absolutely. And you're going to have, I can tell already, like in here is just design. So I could never, I, I don't have a designing kind of eye. Sure. I got to imagine you make a pretty dope boudoir space too it can be you know and it is about the trust i think the one thing is is that like yet again it's transparency yeah i can't be out here fucking around and having weird things going on i'm not trying to do that stuff that's all on my brand and right. brands everything right I mean, the moment you go and you be a weirdo you know the moment you're out there you know doing that kind of stuff then it literally will come and haunt you you know right. they're not going to remember anything else about you hashtag canceled Legit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, legit. They will literally cancel you. Yeah, an actual, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge cancel culture guy, but that would definitely be something. Me either. I think, I think it's, it's about just being honest and transparent and yeah. doing good business and, you know, protecting that brand above all else. And the brand is literally what they say about you when you're not around, you know, and if, you know, I'd rather them say good things or, you know, they can call me an asshole. They can call me whatever. Just as long as I'm not doing bad things. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's all I'm. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's um, it's been a journey. It's uh, we obviously we opened February first here, and uh, we're doing well. And I think what it is is you build. Of this year, you opened up February, so mm -hmm. February, March, April. It's only yeah, a couple only been months. A couple months. Okay. Yeah. And you build the business <clears throat> one client at a time. You build one customer at a time. Right. You have great experiences with people, and then you compound on those experiences. Every time somebody comes in here, I want them to have a good time. I want them you to know, tell I a friend. To be, exactly. They yeah. say, hey, I went to the studio. It was all inclusive. There was somebody there to help me, and why would I go anywhere else? 
and that just happens over and over. We do like, I don't know, all those clients and then the board continues and the momentum increases. Yeah. And then they're like, well, why am I even like trying to book anybody anywhere else? Yeah. And by that time, the business will have grown. So maybe we're in another spot already and we're offering even more services. But the brand is there now. Brand yeah. was built one customer at a time. Legit. You know? Well, you just got yourself a motive commercial there. I know. I, <laughs> it was I, awesome. I, this place jingles. is so cool, man. Like, yeah. So you're saying I'm looking at it and like again, I'm not a photographer. I don't know, but I can tell how a, I can see how a photographer would like this space. But then you yeah. mentioned something about events, like yes. What do you mean? Like, what kind of events are you talking about? So we're putting on events every quarter. Okay, you're putting them on. They're yeah, not people motive, hiring this spot. Like, could I motive, rent this space out for like an album release party or we're something? Absolutely, we're doing that too. Okay, uh, we're doing that too. So there's a couple of events here coming up in May um, that people have rented it for um, birthday parties, bachelorette party kind of things. So where they come in here, oh, they yeah. do like brunches and stuff. You know, different kinds of things. But they want an eclectic space. Also, we did a Super Bowl party here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, R.I.P. on the Super Bowl, but you know. Um, <clears throat> Not for me. <laughs> I wanted Brady to win. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's better. It's it's so much better for sports. Me? Not... <laughs> I'm not even a sports fan like that, but I fuck yeah. Tom Brady. Why? <laughs> because, man. Because he's pretty and he he's wins. He's the goat, though. He's, he's the, the goat. goat. That's why. I mean, the, the story he's the of the old man, it, man, the old man, the old baller that's holding off the young kid that's coming. Patrick Mahomes is the next goat. But yeah. most people are saying, but he's saying, no, no, I got one more. I got one more trick Jesus. in the bag. Boom, watch this. Boom, another Jesus, ring. Come man. on. On I another know. team? There's, the story is amazing. <laughs> as far as sports stories go, I understand if you're a Chiefs homer, how you hate that. Everybody hates, everybody hates Brady. I get it. I get it. It's not but, just, it's dude, just a... come on. What he fucking did, he just shut up Bill Belichick. Is it the system? Is it Brady? No, or is it Belichick? Brady. It's, it's Brady. Brady. We know. know that I'm now. I'm not saying I'm, hey, it's this, great. I respect on all things yeah. on the goat. I understand <laughs> completely. I don't. I don't disagree. Yeah. I absolutely, he absolutely deserves a title. There's nobody else in the right. history of the game that has done like that right. level for a quarterback. You know, um, Mahomes is going to get his. I think my controversial topic is Mahomes is a really bright flame. Oh, okay. He's a real bright flame. I think he'll get doing, figured out. I think I think he's doing incredibly well, uh, but he's a very bright flame, and bright flames like to burn quick. Okay? I know. I've, I've, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't. That's the only thing I have to say, but that's the only controversial piece. I think he's incredible. I mean, I don't know anybody who came out of college like that at 23 and is able to do what he does. Yeah. You know. So, obviously, we want him to be the next, you know, the next star and take yeah. Chiefs football to the next level. Yeah. But. Um, that's about all I got on that. All right. I'm not well, like a you know, I, I, I will also say I was born and raised in Michigan from oh. a very young age. Oh, shit. Oh, I, was geez, a, I, I was a Michigan. I, I've, I've always been rooted in Michigan. Go blue. Yeah. Tom Brady won me a championship in 1997. Well, that, yeah, you're right. You, you know, know I've, right. Been, I've been a Brady fan since, you know, I mean, it was a weird, it was a weird, it was a weird college quarterback in that year. Like he split time with another quarterback. But then he won it. But it was also a co-championship with Nebraska. But still, he won it. And then, like, one of the last quarterbacks to get picked and then does what he does. The That's story, true. it's just, it's, you know. If I would have stayed in Ohio, I would have been an Ohio State fan. So, But I remember yeah. that. 
So Michigan or Ohio State was is a serious deal. I know. I almost Huge mentioned that deal. to you when I first met you. When you mm-hmm. said you're from Ohio, I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, Buckeye, big, huh? Huge <laughs> rivalry. Michigan, Ohio State is it's the biggest. It's, it's the biggest rivalry. The biggest rivalry I mean, in, in sports. For sure. You know, and yeah, I remember how big it was even when I was a kid, you know. Right. And, but yeah, well, hey. He's the GOAT. So, yeah. All so, yeah, your Super Bowl party. RIP to all you Chiefs fans. Yes, I feel for you. Definitely. But you guys are going to get yours, and you already had one with him. It's just, anyway. It's going to be time. <laughs> it was just, yeah, he had to get that one last one in. I don't know. Maybe his last one. He might rip another one this I year. I swear. I swear, man. <laughs> I don't to need to, away. yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see it again. I mean, we don't need to see. I don't need to see it again. I, I want him to retire. I God, wanted the, the, I him this, to just go out and now retire. But. I did this rabid Patriots fan. Okay, God. they're bad. They're fucking Patriots fans the worst, are bad, man. I'm not. Yeah. Patriots fans are the worst. They're like, well, no, they're like Chicago Blackhawks fans. Well, like, yeah, I hate the Blackhawks. I God, do hate the Blackhawks. I'm a Red Wings fan too. Cubs fans too. I can't stand them either. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, oh, another controversial topic. I can't stand the Cardinals fans. Well, you're oh, in Kansas man. City. You're okay saying that. No, but that. it's just like a pretentious thing. You yeah. Know, those Cardinals fans. That that St. Louis. You know, they drink that St. Louis water so hard. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I, you know, I will. My controversial topic is I don't like Chiefs fans. Dang, the Chiefs fans. I don't really have an opinion on the Chiefs they're, fans. They're, you know what, they they've are. They've lost for so long. They're one <laughs> level below that Patriot fan. Like, and oh, they're yeah? dangerously now. close. They're Yeah, now. now. They're dangerously close. No, they've been like that. They've oh, always yeah. been like that. Yeah. They're always like that. And then they fail in the, every, they lose every playoff game. Their That's first playoff saying, game, they man. always lose. They definitely fail. Um, and so, I, I don't know. And, and But they've always got this little arrogance. Chiefs fans always have this little arrogance. They always have. They're, I just, <sighs> and, and now they can find finally have it because they have Mahomes. I don't know. I've just never been a fan of Chiefs fans. I mean, yeah. I don't have, yeah. I spend my time I think it's just too many Johnson County people are Chiefs fans and they bring that arrogance with them. I've only (laughs) been to like maybe five Chiefs games. I would never ever call myself a true like sports like Kansas City Chiefs fan or anything like that. Just not my cup of tea. That's cool. You know? Um, and it doesn't have to be. Spend time it's, doing other things. <clears throat> right, you're too busy making money, man, <laughs> and building a brand and things, an empire. Man. Yeah, that's 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 the truth, man. And yeah. I spend a lot of time doing stuff like that, so I'm not a video game guy, I'm not a sports guy. I just do this stuff. Yeah. You know? And I also like it because it's always rewarding. I'm like, fuck, man, I, how many hours are you going to spend on the PS5, dude? Like, how many hours on 2K, my man? I know. Like, come on. You're talking to me now. Oh, no. It's fine. I know 2K, it. I know man. it. Come on. How it's not hours? 2K. It, it's, I'm just an Xbox guy. But How game, many hours? I know. How many late nights? You Dude, I, 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 I'm thinking like, you know, it'd be one thing if, you know, you're like a Twitch streamer, top, you know, 100 player. Right. And you're like making money. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, you know what? That's dope. It Fucking is dope. get it, man. Like, if that's your fucking thing, like, go. Mm. Everybody else who's just playing with their homies, come on. I don't even play with my homies. I just, sometimes I do. I just play with my homies. I just, I think people use It's an addiction, man. I've been addicted since I've I've been, since Atari, I've been playing video games. I play video games too. You know, I had video games when I was younger. Um, But really, the moment I, you know, I don't know, something clicked and stopped around when I was like 16, 17. And then I, when I got to college, I really didn't play at all. Oh wow! You know, I didn't play, so I haven't really. I still have a PS3. I think that's the last thing <clears> I bought. 
and I rarely play it. I, I envy you. I wish. I mean, that's like my drug. Like I wish. That's one. That's the thing. I, I'm like today. Drug, I'm like man. I know. Seven, I'm 17 days sober of all substances, but the substance I should be quitting is fucking video games. Dude, video games is a mind suck. I know. Literally takes all the productivity out of the day. You sit there and you just what? You're gonna level up your player? Bet. <laughs> They're designed now to get you addicted. Of course, you know. That's what that I makes mean, like, money. oh, if you do, if you just do one more little thing, we'll give you this pack that's gonna <clears throat> that unlock. That's you pay. No, these are free oh, ones. They're free. They're no, you'd normally pay for it, mm. but if you just get one little thing, we'll give you this one for free. Jesus, and man, so, it's no different than likes. And I know, no, it's 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 it's, it's, it's all addicting. Unfortunately, I and I, you know, I, I have an addictive personality. Yeah, yeah. I just get, you know, I get hyped on other things, but... I do, too. I mean, it's not the only thing I get, but I do spend... I do admittedly spend maybe more time than I probably should. It's just something to always think about in regards to that. I'm like, damn, like, you could just, like, do something else. You could mm -hmm. learn how to cook. You could be a... Like, I... The thing is, is I guess... I guess the shameless part of it is I'm definitely motivated by success and to make money. So, like, I'm very motivated by those pieces. And that's yeah. okay. I'm just like, hey, that's my deal. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But I also want to do it because I liked the reward. And the reward is truly tangible, right? It's really real. Right. Right. It actually happens. I do great work. Okay. I get good stuff. Right? It's boom. And I, 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 that's what, like, I get hooked on, right? Man. Boom. I make, shoot a great video. Somebody likes it. Awesome. But I make money with it, too. So then it's like, okay. Now I feel the good dopamine, and you know you keep building on that kind of stuff. You gotta, basically, it's like you have to train for the, yeah. train for the dopamine yeah. hit. Okay. Know? Train your body for the dopamine hit, just like people who do physical fitness and everything do too. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, something to think about. I always think about it, but now to have another person that's just out there saying it. It's hard. It's it's hard pill to swallow though. Like a lot of people like to do those kind I've of stuff. I've swallowed you know? it. I haven't swallowed. I, I, it's in my mouth, and yeah. I don't. And I'm just trying. Yeah, I, I know I need to if swallow it. If there's anything you ever get go on sobriety from, is video games. Okay, I know. Try, I've in the back of my head, like a true addict, I've mm -hmm. been like, you know what? I just need to get rid of this. Like, just I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to my ex-wife so my kids can play you it should. from time to time. You should, and man. I'll just get a fire stick I if swear. I want to watch YouTube or something. I swear, the moment you do is the moment you're gonna spend more time on the podcast. More time on the podcast, dude. The one thing that you really love. Uh, you're killing it. Yeah. Yeah, add, add another two or three hours a day onto the podcast. Mm -hmm. Look at the productivity. It's like what Kobe said, right? He said the practice piece. He just like fucks people up with the amount of hours he practices. He's like, yeah, that's why I get up at four o'clock in the morning. So I, can, I could practice three times a day, right? Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. I could practice three times a day. So when the other guys are only practicing two times a day and I get another two or three hours in right before the end of the day, now the numbers add up over time, Yeah. right? So by year five and six, I've practiced months. He had his 10,000 hours in early. Way early. Early. He's a, he was, you know, 100,000 hours by that yeah. time, uh, perfecting the craft. And the other players, they were like, y'all are never going to catch up. Yeah. You know, practice like that. And then it's like, I'm, I like that. I think that's great. But it's like adding those two extra hours. <laughs> I saw, heard something about physical fitness today. Which is interesting. It was on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was just a short little clip on TikTok, and it was a guy talking about how he. And I don't even know if this is like actually scientifically backed or anything, but <laughs> but it sounds good. It sounded bro, good. Bro science. It sounded good. Bro science. It sounded good for bro <laughs> science. Uh, it was 
basically he he coaches people never to go to their full 10 rep max or to their full max potential on any given day because he thinks that um i don't know who the guy was but he thinks that if you exert your body to that level and you're that sore then you're just detrimenting your rest of your workouts for your rest of your week like if you go super hard on arms on monday like hard enough to be sore you and then you can't hit arms or do really anything because your body's still Mark Sisson, maybe? Maybe, and he's basically still working, you know, your body's still repairing itself, right? But if I have a client and I say, okay, so if you can do 10 reps at this weight, right? Instead of doing 10 reps at that weight, which is your absolute maximum, your one rep max, basically your total max, if we do five, and we do five for five weeks, until five is easy, and then you do six, and then you do seven, and then you do eight, now we're doing, you know, stepping up, we're doing step, progress but your body is getting a ton more reps in your muscles are getting more used to a heavier load on on Mm -hmm. them and you're growing faster same thing in regards to business it's repetition time and consistency over and over and over again you know so being able to like put a couple hours in every day of doing something will be able to go to the next level and then eliminating the shit that is not putting you there. You the know? unproductive shit. For, God damn, hey, man, you're right, man, you're right. Shit. I need to, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I mean, my unproductive shit is like um, going out and having too many dinners, you know? Ooh. Right? I have. I, like I love to go out and have dinners and just, you know, shoot the shit with my friends and yeah. spend a lot of money on that. So it's definitely a cash drain. Sure. That's definitely unproductive. What do you like to eat? What are some good spots here in Kansas City you like? Um... I am bougie as fuck, so I like to go to all different kinds of places. Um, I went to Stock Hill last weekend. Okay. Stock Hill's pretty good, right off there, off the plaza, mm-hmm. uh, right off the plaza, like 48th, I think. Um, they have excellent drinks. Um, there's this really dope bar um, downtown called Panther's Place. Okay, I've never okay. heard of that. Yeah, Panther's Place. Uh, so my friend Logan uh, is a part owner of that, and he's also a musician in Kansas City. He's a, he was a rapper, too. Okay. But now he's got a family, and he owns half the bar over there. <clears throat> nice. And it's a really cool, eclectic place. It's uh, right off of Southwest Boulevard. It's outside. It's kind of wooded. Um, he makes all his own signature cocktails and everything. Real badass spot. Okay. Um, I'll check it out. I'm always looking for new spots. Uh, eclectic, low-key date night spot would be Bluebird Bistro. Okay. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a good little spot. It's like some home cooking. Oh, it's I've little... had I had breakfast. Do they do breakfast? I think so. Yeah, I had breakfast there once. That spot is pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good little a little hideaway. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool inside. Really cool inside. Yeah, it's nice inside, and it's um it's a good, uh, like I'm not trying too hard, but this is still kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It's like a small table with some candles and shit. Yeah, you know you you can't go wrong with that. Um. Food-wise, oh, I found a dope-ass place in the river market called The Bite. Um, okay. The Bite is a, um authentic uh, minority-owned business that does sandwiches, um, primarily Hispanic, Mexican types of sandwiches. Tortas? To- not tortas, but yeah, I think they do tortas, but they also do, like, tacos. They do street tacos. They have, like, their takes on the Cubanos Ooh. and all those kind of things, and they're all sandwiches. Okay. And they're just bomb as fuck they had um they have like that um mexican street corn oh all yeah that stuff excellent elote or something what are they elotes it? yeah elotes yes yes really really great I, I stumbled upon that the other day and that was pretty good um but yeah i like that um and then for drinks we're going to 
I like either I like both Harry's. I like Harry's Country Club. Oh yeah. And I like Harry's Westport. Mm-hmm. Just depends on how rowdy I want to get. Okay. You know. I love Harry's Country Club because I'm a big whiskey guy. Yeah, they have great whiskey. Great whiskey. You get and on Sundays they have that. They deal. have the medicine cabinet. Right. Forty percent off. Yeah. So yep. you can save. <clears throat> They've got uh, one that I recommend for anybody listening out there for whiskey. It's called the. It's by High West. Midwinter's Dram. Yum. And get that on Sunday for 40% Yum. off. And it's, oh my, it is so good. Get one ice cube in it at the most. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I go there for the Sazeracs. I like Sazeracs. Okay. Yeah. Sazeracs are my thing. Yeah. For everybody listening, Sazerac is a cocktail, whiskey cocktail with a typical, with a rye, with a rye whiskey. Uh, you're going to do an absinthe wash in the yep. cup. So you're gonna spray and swirl around absinthe in there, so it's gonna have a little bit of a licorice taste. Yep. Then you're gonna have the shaken whiskey in the cup with a little garnish. Yeah, that's a New a Orleans drink, surge. I think. So damn good, my favorite, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I like it up in a martini glass, so I'm bougie. Hey, bougie as fuck, look yeah, at man. you. <laughs> um, so on top of Motive, um, you have unlabeled music? Is that your studio? The yes. studio that's your part owner or yes. something? Yes. So, um, yeah, I want to. We can I own talk three businesses. Three so businesses. What's I the other? Unlabeled Music Motive and Hayes Media Group. Hayes, uh, that's right. Yep, I own Hayes Media, uh, Unlabeled Music, and Motive in that order. Um, Hayes Media came first, and that was the basically a branding and marketing company. And I do work for companies all over Kansas City. Uh, I've done work for Sunfresh, for Pickleman's. I have a client up north called The Better Wash. I uh, handle all their brand management and marketing. Um, done work for a number of different restaurants. Um, we're actually going to be doing work for Harry's Country Club here this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, content, advertising, website design, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that company came first, and I founded that in 2017 by myself. If I could afford you, I'd hire you for the podcast. You would kill it, man. <laughs> we would get it going. Um, and then... On Label Music, I came in in 2017 and uh, helped them rebrand and rebuild the business. Um, and now I own that with my business partner, Danny, and we're 90% owners. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you more about kind of the hip-hop side, just because I've had a lot of musicians, specifically Kansas City rappers. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned at least one or two, or a couple of them I've had on my show mm-hmm. work at Unlabeled or have recorded there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of them have, and let's see here. Who have you Smitty had? the Kid. Smitty the Kid. I love Smitty. Shout out to Smitty. Smitty is dope. Been friends with Smitty for a number of years. Yeah? He's a, he's a really good guy. He's a military brat like me. Yes, he is. He's, he's a really good guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, prod Brigati, uh, producer Brigati. Yes, Brigati. Brigati uh, is a engineer and producer, and he um, frequents Unlabeled and does some production and stuff out of there, too. Hijack. Yes, they've all recorded at Unlabeled. Yeah. Um... Really, really talented engineer, really, yeah. really talented producer. He makes incredible beats. Um, it was a really awesome. I ended up meeting him at a random house party one night, and I was like, dude, you should come to the studio and work. Yeah. And that was the rest of his history. <clears throat> yeah, so he's really awesome. Um, we've had a, the pleasure of having a number of different artists, and um, our studio is really, really cooking. We had the, now, since the last time we, we met previously, we had the best month in the history of the studio in regards to revenue increase. Um, 
we've grown by 43% since October. Damn. Yeah, we have. A, That's huge. Huge. How many businesses do that normally, but you did it during the pandemic? Yeah, since Thank October. Thank you, Stimmy. The Stimmy. Hey, come on, yeah. Stimmy. So we grew by 43% since October. That's uh, wow. operating revenue, um, wow. gross revenue uh, by 43%. And um, we are, our last month we did 340 like two hours, I think, wow. of studio time uh, amongst eight engineers okay. and producers. Um, and so that's uh, that's a pretty big number, and I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that we're the most frequented studio in Kansas City, and there's a couple reasons for that. Uh, we have incredible music coming out. We have excellent engineers. We have excellent customer service, kind of like what I was talking about before, and we're about that shit. Yeah. Legit. Like we are really about making great music. We have a system in place that, you know, helps artists and we answer the phone and we get you in and we book you. Yeah. And uh we follow up with you to ask if you can come back and work with us. Is that like is that how you build a studio? I mean, outside of having good customer service, of course. I mean, that's part of the equation, but is like a big part of it is like the artists who are coming out of there. You know, when you um, look at like some of the yeah. Big record labels who are tied to different studios. I guess maybe not necessarily yeah. tied to studios, but... I mean, the thing is about recording studios is... So we don't tie to ourselves to any one artist. And I don't like doing that because then we are responsible for... We have to move the tide with them. Okay. And I don't want to. I don't want to say. I want it to be for everybody, and I don't want to feel like there's only one couple people who are like the guys that okay. come to the studio. Okay. Okay. Um, but I want to provide high quality service for everybody, you know. And it is one thing. I think it is in regards to the clout equation. Right. All right. Which is yeah. real. It's a real thing, it's, in the, yeah, especially in the totally hip hop or music world. Yeah, they want. They want to go the place where they feel like it's popping. Right. Because you know, this artist or this artist is going there. Um, it's just there's so much more to the equation than just your clout, you know, and so much more than just hanging out and being in the studio and making music and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You want to be an artist, you've got like, I don't know, 15 more things you got to do other than the music, you know. And um, but our studio is really about pushing forward high quality music and all of our engineers are really knowledgeable about the music industry as well so they're always open to answer questions and all that kind of stuff too you know um but yeah i will say on record that i think we're the best in kansas city oh yeah and absolutely uh, i think we're the best studio in kansas city uh, i think we provide the highest quality of service and i'd put our engineers against anybody and we'll make incredible music we made all different kinds of music yeah we make way more than just hip-hop right okay way more than just hip-hop um, and we have people fly out from different parts of the country to just oh, come work with our engineers and producers. Uh -huh. um, and that is that might... your goal is to kind of this be like a big pop and studio? I mean, I know financially that would be your goal, but is that like a tangible goal you're working on is like bringing big name artists or, or just artists anywhere from all over the country to come here? Like, um, yeah, uh, the, the main tangible thing is I want to be the studio that is known in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. as the Kansas City studio. Okay. Uh, I want the Who artist. is that right now? Is there one right now? I think I think there's only one other studio in Kansas City that's like that and that's they're not actually a studio. Um and that's strange. Right. You know, cuz their studio is close to the public. Yeah. They don't actually have an open studio 
they don't take real Kansas City clients. And if they do, then please correct me on that. But I'm fairly certain that their studio is close to the public. Strangeland is close to the public. And other than that, it's unlabeled. Um, and it used to be Chapman before that. Okay. But from a brand perspective, we have the we have huge visibility. You know. You think you can get your guys' name as big, as strange, or bigger? Yeah, it's just going to take consistency and time, um, and that's kind of the goal too. I just want one thing is is that our next our next phase is to connect with all different levels of the community, and to. Um, I want to get part, be part of the Kansas City Business League. I want to be okay. part of the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. I want to get us in part with actual big Kansas City business okay. so that we are in those cards as top 100 businesses in different realms here in Kansas City Okay. so that we can start establishing ourselves as that. And people in the community will know us in regards to that. That takes time, and that's not just about the artist at that point. Now we're talking about businesses, talking about moving our brand mm -hmm. forward, servicing different kind of, kinds of clients. Like, I want H&R Block to come and do audio voice recording for, uh, for an online video program that they want to do, and they'll come to our okay. to do that. Yeah, yeah, so more of the music, like. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> more of the music. Maybe, uh, oh, she was. People that read books on tape or something. You know? Audio book recording, yeah, voiceover right. work. I tried doing that, that for stuff. a bit because, you know, I got oh, my yeah. own recording stuff. Yeah. Was, and my grandpa, he wrote a book. I was like, oh, this would be cool if I read it. Mm -hmm. like, but you just don't read a book out loud. You actually have to act it out. It's, a, yeah. it's like, a, I don't have that. I was like, all right, I can't do this. I mean, I maybe could. I mean, you know, now once, once I get rid of my Xbox. Yeah. Maybe I can. There we go, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kansas City music is uh, a thing, man. I've, it's been a challenge over these years to really to to grow it. Um, Why I've, can't we grow it? Because I hear about you know of all the rappers I talk to, they're always bitching about there's not enough support here. A lot of uh, we're, there's not any support here from the other artists or studios, sure. and, and they all and of course they all bitch about. I, I don't know. If, they don't bitch about this out loud, but I think a lot of times is what they're kind of crying about is Tech Nine and his and Strange, like yeah. how they don't. I think the big thing support is support Kansas City as I, much as they yeah. would like. I think the issue with Strange Music is that they are stuck in a time, and they're stuck in their own ways in in a sense, and they're not really that interested in moving Kansas City music forward other than their own music. Okay. And I just don't think that their music is going to be something that's lasting over over time. Uh, you know, Tech is, I think in his late 40s, early 50s now. I mean, he's he's coming to the time where he doesn't really probably want to be out doing a whole bunch of shit. Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. Know, do you see him on Instagram? He's hitting the gym. Yeah. He's, I think he's getting ready for tours, just like physically. Yeah. May, I don't know. I'm, th I'm thinking, why else would he be trying to hit that gym? Just, you know. Maybe. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. I just think that, like, from a brand perspective, uh, the... I, and, and absolutely no shame to Tech at all because he's an incredible artist and he's an incredible musician. He's a legend, and, and right. A legend for sure. Yeah. And he's been around for a long time and he's morphed and changed his brand over time. But the audience that likes Tech 9 is not the audience that likes Top 100 music. <laughs> what do you mean? They just don't. It's just not. <laughs> they just like not strange the stuff? Yeah, they just like strange stuff. They're, they're like different the kinds of people. Brother it's kind of Lynch like, and the. <sighs> 
yeah, man, they don't listen. Like they're, they're really jelly good roll at, type stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're from Topeka. They're thirty five years old, <laughs> <laughs> right? <I> mean, <laughs> they're from Topeka. Oh they shit! Go, well, they, they they woo woo. They wanted. They used to do that stuff before they got to tech. When they were to Tech Nine, I remember okay. Tech Nine was, you know, doing the early Tech Nine, right? Right. When tech, but that was great. Ex- excellent, excellent marketing tactic. Excellent audience because they're a rock solid audience. You know, right. That's what you want as an audience for you as for an individual. You. Sure. If that's your brand. If that's your that, brand. Thirty-five year old white dudes from Topeka. That, woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the brand. And if you ever go to a strange music show, and other than if you're at Power and Light or some place where it's not just purely a tech, a purely a strange music show, uh-huh. then you're gonna see that audience, and that audience doesn't look the same. It's not the 22 year old girls. Okay. Okay. They're is not. it a lot of gigolos? There we go. Is that what, they, the is that what they're called? Juggalos. 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 Not that. I think they died, but their but their kids are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're kids. Damn, bro. He's calling out the Juggalo the fans Juggalo too. Juggalo fans are kids. I don't have any problem with that. If that's the kind yeah. of music you like, it's all good. I'm right. just saying that that doesn't move KC music forward. Right. Right. Okay. Right. That brand doesn't move KC music forward. Also, not helping out your artists that are actually in KC doesn't move KC music forward. Okay. You know, there was a lot of there was a right. lot of shit that went down with the artists below those major people on that label. Recently, right? Recently, right? And some people got removed. And at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, y'all really don't support the people below. Also, you don't pay your creatives. Uh, you expect p- creatives to come in and work for you for free in your oh. facility. Hell yeah, I work with a bunch of models and know a bunch of different people who have been reached out to from Strange Music who literally are just being asked to work for free always because because they're strange. fucking exposure. And I'm like, if you guys were that exposure, then we would have been bigger in the city than we are. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, that is something to say because Kansas City is not on the map. Yeah, like, where's the exposure? I, I mean, I wonder, I wonder what it would be like if you went to. Uh, maybe a Detroit or an Atlanta or a New Orleans or a Memphis, and you said, "Hey, where's Tech Nine from?" There you go. And hey, not to say he, Tech Nine is a legend in the industry. I won't say that. Right? He's no, not I know that. I mean, Little Wayne knows who Tech Nine is, and just oh, everybody knows Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As one of one of his influential artists. Okay, he's he's no lightweight in any sense of the word, and we're not we're not even debating that at all. I'm only debating the fact that I think it's bad for the brand in Kansas City. You okay, know? I think. That there's other artists. There was, we you know, there's other artists on the label that could be pushed in a direction to make mainstream music that are not being pushed in that direction because they're literally being groomed to be opening acts for those major acts. And that's my personal opinion. Okay. Right? I think what is actually happening okay. is those artists are being groomed to be a part of a show. Oh shit! You know, you might be, you're making sense. Okay, they're being groomed to be part of a show for tech and for Chris and for you know those people at the top of the thing because they need to fill the rest of the slots with the same type of music that the audience is gonna like. Okay. Damn. Right, and that makes complete business sense. Right. right? You can't bring a brand. You can't bring an. Um, and they're I don't know if they're defunct or not. You can't bring an above waves along with Tech Nine. On tour, Above Ways was like a band with a single, f- good-looking male front lead singer that was doing pop music. Mm-hmm. They, that was something they tried, right? Okay. Not gonna bring Above Waves with Tech Nine. The Juggalos are not gonna accept Above Waves, right? Right. They're not right, gonna right. be able to be conducive. But you could bring you could bring the other guys along. 
and they will. Whoa. But that sucks for those guys. Do you want? I wonder if those guys even realize. They probably do. You think so? And but as they're long just as like checks. It is, but their checks aren't even that big either. We, are, I already know about that too. I'm like, yeah. you're not making any more than a regular, regular salaried employee, and they own all your shit. Oh. 100%, 360, 360 deals. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so basically, basically, yeah, I think those artists are literally being groomed to work on their, work on that show for that brand. <laughs> but hey. That kind of sucks. Right? I mean, it does suck. Well, if you think about it in terms of being an artist, then damn, you're like, okay, well, I have to get in line with this. But this isn't, this isn't Capitol Records. This isn't Republic, where you got, where the artists on the label are like The Weeknd and Ariana Grande and stuff like that, okay? They're conducive because they're an R&B, but that's because they're megastars. They can, if they put The Weeknd and Ariana Grande on a tour together, it would be a blow, it would be wild. Right, it'd be right? huge. Huge, because they have huge followings and they make pop music, mm -hmm. right? Even when The Weeknd wants to go off and do some random ass shit with his last couple albums, he had to go through the trudges of building a pop music fan base first. Okay. Right? So you like with him it was Kissland and Kissland was like a he had to release it twice, once through the label, once on his own. It didn't end up doing as well as they thought. Uh but they got him on, then he did a bunch of features with a bunch of rappers, and that was his thing. And then the label said, well, hold on, we're going to sign you to Republic, and now we need a full-on pop music album. Mm -hmm. We need to go get pop fans. We need to go get the 16-year-old girls. We need to go get okay. all these people, and right. we're going to do Beauty Behind the Madness. We're going to give you, I can't feel my face. We're going to put Max Martin and all those producers behind you. We're going to build a pop fan base right. first, because we have to get the numbers you have to be able to sell records okay. to millions of people worldwide, right? You do that, okay, cool. Okay, now we're gonna edge you up a little bit, gonna give you a little bit more artistic freedom. Mm -hmm. Cool, you got Starboy, you could do, you're now in charge of more of the visuals, and we're gonna let you in charge of that piece a little bit more. Yeah. Now you're gonna put a couple more hits. We need to have you have a couple, like they probably need two or three pop hits. You're gonna work with these same producers to make sure we have those in order to make sure the album runs well. Then you can fill the rest with what the kind of stuff that you wanna do and what appeals to your things. Okay, great, we did great on Starboy. Okay, next piece, My Dear Melancholy. Well, we already made like $100, $200 million on the last Jeez. album, so why don't you just go have a full breakup album about Selena Gomez for five songs with not that great of mixing. But now he's capable of doing that because he could put out anything at that point in mm -hmm. time and do a billion streams on something, you know? Anything. Right. And then After Hours is the same thing. Now he's in full creative control. He has the money to spend, and now he's making whatever the fuck he wants to make. As long as he and he really only has to feed the out, feed the label like two major pop hits to be good to go because he's got lasting brand power now. Right. Right. So if you apply that to Kansas City in the sense, the first and foremost thing is that you got a bunch of artists that aren't going to be represented that we're not telling them, hey, you need to make pop music. You need to make music that people actually like to listen to. I don't give a fuck about your shit that you're making in regards to this. If you want to be a star, if you want to be a touring musician who makes real money, who's picked up by a label, you need to make pop and hip-hop music that is on the top 100 chart. Okay. Period. If you're not making that shit, you're not going to make it. Like, it wouldn't be that hard. There's so many talented artists in Kansas City. 
and I see them all the time come through the studio. Amazing songwriters. See them on my show. Yeah, dude. Amazing songwriters. Amazing, you know, live acts. And I'm saying, oh, come on, man. Just just make a Roddy Rich type track. Just make a Migos type track. Make, okay. Are you kind of just saying... Kind of sell out for kind of sell Come out, but on. you know what I mean. It's not a sellout when you. Hey, listen, when you do ten million streams, you're not going to be a sellout anymore. The label is going to pull you, pull you in. Okay. Make some music that right. people want to listen to. You know, make some pop music. And if you're not going to make pop music, cool. Then go and do sync licensing work and work on things for movies. It's okay to make music that <clears throat> your homies don't like. Yeah. You know, it's okay to Your do homies that. aren't probably going to like your music anyways. I mean, no. not... Well, if you want your homies are musicians, they all like their yeah, own music. Not, let me not... Let me... I say it the wrong way. Your, your homies aren't probably going to support your music. Yeah, they're not... But then they're going to wonder why you're on your way. Right. And they're not. And it's... big. And the thing is, then it all ties back to Strange, is that Strange should have been looking at for artists that have star potential that can do that mm-hmm. and they need to pull it from the community because I think the one thing is is that people need a guiding light and mus- artists and musicians of a city need a guiding light and we have no guiding light for music that's relevant today in Kansas City. Okay. There's no major no, you're artist right. who has, is, who's making relevant music. Like, it'd be one thing if we were just sitting here and we're like, yeah, I mean, fucking Drake's from our city. Uh-huh. Okay, guess what? That would build. Because that's the same thing that happened in Toronto. Drake came on early, started making this, like, l- you know, lo-fi, hip-hop, emotional stuff, right? And then you had 100 copies after him, right? You ended up getting Party Next Door, Tory Lanez, you know, I love McConan, all those different brands that are literally just copies of that. And you got The Weeknd, and, you know, interesting that Drake tried to, like, sign most of those people too, right? Well, that's because it developed a sound for Toronto. Okay. Okay, Toronto was then known for that sound of music, that aesthetic of music. Yeah. That, that well, when you say Kansas thing. City, if it does have a style, is, is Chopper? Yeah, it's Chopper, and that shit's not popular. It's not. It's super... I, lo- I love it when it's mixed in a little bit here and there. Listen, you know? That's what I love it, but yeah, it is, yeah, you're right. He's not popping anymore. No, okay. it's a gimmick. It's, it's, been, it's kind of a gimmick. It's great in a few songs here and there, but it is hard to have a whole album of, of well, well, the thing Chopper. is, is that and people, and wanna, don't people even... want to be able to sing your songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to be able to sing along. Yeah, who can chop along with You can't chop Twista. along. <laughs> do you know what they use? They do, people are listening to songs that are chop songs and using it as a gimmick, right? That's why they have that stupid song, that Chris Brown song that all the girls like to do because they could say you can do it. It's a challenge. It's not because they're listening to it like they enjoy it. Right. It's a challenge that you bring it up, up at a party, right? Yeah. That is a real thing. You don't want to be a challenge. You want to be something like, you know, she says she only love me, she only love me partly. You <laughs> right, know, right, right. Shit like that, okay? I'm sorry. Literally a nursery yeah, rhyme. Yeah, yeah. It's literally a nursery rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Okay? On purpose to get people to listen. It's an earworm. Make some earworms. Get some money. Build a brand. Get serious with Kansas City music. Are you having conversations with artists that are coming into your studio like this? Are yeah. You, yeah? We've had conversations like this with a lot of people. And it's 
sometimes it's just a lot of you know a lot of tough shit to talk about like dude you need to make different music you need to try to do some different things i think mm-hmm. you're talented enough to make your own music the way you want but you can also try some different things too and if you tried some different things you might get a different result you know yeah i think that's the big thing but yeah i think the i think the culture needs to change the culture has to be accepting of banding together to create popular music they and how, how do you music. do that in Kansas City? Are you suggesting your studio? Like, is that like think, like a bridge that you're trying to maybe build here? Is something like that? Because Strange apparently is, Strange isn't going to do it. No, they're not interested in that. Right. But I think that it's not about my just a recording studio. It's about <clears throat> the culture around the recording studio. Right. It has to be a culture of, ex, of excellence. But a culture. Saying, well, how does focused. that culture start to to cultivate? You know, is, is that around the studio? Educate, like? You educate the the artist. You make the musician known and aware of this. You make them known that the streams don't matter unless you're doing a bunch of fucking streams. Um, all your friends who say they have a bunch of streams are not making any money. All the artists that say they got all these streams aren't making any money. Right. Um, if you got under a million streams or under a hundred thousand streams, under hundred thousand streams total, you know, you haven't made any more than $150. Wow. Okay. So that's basically like 95% of Kansas city, right? Mm-hmm. You're not making any money. So stop pretending you're making money because you're not. <laughs> This, you're not making money. Like you're not touring because right. you've been in COVID. You say you've this. Even if you were, I've even seen where you guys were. are. I've seen where you guys are touring. Yeah, <laughs> even if you were, you're not making money. So if you're not making money, then something needs to change. That's the first first thing you got to talk about. Hey, and then they're gonna be. Then you'll say, well, what's about the art? Bet. Okay, it's about the art for sure. Uh, if we want to make it about the art, that's cool. Um, but you're probably not making money. But you're probably not making a lot of money. And you can make it about the art. After you make some money. Right. Well, right? I mean, there's something to be said with money comes freedom. Correct. Right. And you got to do, you got to do that. You got to go and just take it upon yourself to analyze the market for what it really is. This is hard shit for, for musicians to swallow. It is. But that's, it's the necessary piece. To but if you want to be in that 5%, you got to swallow this pill. You got to analyze the market. You got to look around you and say, is there anybody in my immediate circle of all these artists that's making it? No. Okay. Where are they making it? Well, they're making it in other cities, but what kind of music are those people making? Well, they're not making the music that I'm making. Okay. So cool. Stop making the music that I'm making. I need to make this shit. Mm -hmm. And I need to make a lot of it. I need to make like a hundred songs, you know, a a year, just be in a studio. Or if you're not going to be in the studio, just get yourself a cheap-ass interface and a mic and start putting demos together till you find something that's really catchy. Okay. Right? And you just do that all the time to go to the next level. And then don't worry about what everybody else is doing. And then, then what you need to do is you need to say, okay, let me look at all the tours of all the artists that are kind of like around my realm or just above me. Like, what do their tours look like? What do the successful artists' tours look like? What do they have? Mm-hmm. Do they have lights on their tour? Are they, they're not lip syncing to their damn instrumental. I, I bitch about that to so I can't stand I can't. it, man. Y'all are fucking it up if yep. you guys are you're singing your yep. songs. Yep. This isn't karaoke, man. You look like you look like an idiot up there. I know. I've I've had that discussion. I've, I don't want to I've go had to that it show. so many times, and they all say, "Well, that's kind of controversial." And I'm like, "Man, it it's ain't." It's controversial. Take them training y'all, wheels off. Y'all literally sound like idiots doing that. Uh huh. You can't sing over your own instrumentals with your vocals still intact. Can't get to a studio, make a show mix, and make it happen. Like, stop it. Like, 
do you see any major artist unless they're literally in a stadium singing with the backing track like that? Mm-hmm. Listen, The Weeknd can sing in the stadium with a backing track. He's mm-hmm. already made it. You he doesn't weekend. have to prove that he right. can sing or that he can rap his whole song or whatever. He doesn't have to. Yeah. But you, you're sitting with like five people, which four of them are artists in your crowd, and y'all are just hyping each other up over some bullshit. Yeah, you've been to some local shows. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I know it's local shows. I don't seem like I've been to local shows because you know, I just like you know, they just don't think I'm a, I'm I, I know anything about this stuff. I'm not from the culture, but that's not true. I'm very much a, an artist, very much a musician as well, and I got all my own music on Spotify. I have all my stuff on Spotify, and I know what a million streams makes, and it's not a whole lot of money. Yeah, you know. Wow. And I, my biggest played song is like this, like, electronic instrumental that people put on running playlists. Okay. And I did like 250,000 streams. Wow. For this one instrumental that got on running playlists because it's like a perfect BPM for running. Yeah. And I just put a bunch of instrumentals together and, and they got picked up. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it was just me like doing production and everything because I was like, well, fuck it. I don't want to just put these beats on the platform. So I, if I put the beats on Spotify, and I distri- distribute all the beats, then they're all gonna get content ID'd. So anytime anybody wants to rip them or steal them or use them for anything, I still get money for them. Oh, Why would I okay. just put them on SoundCloud and not get them content ID'd? Yeah, I think, I think, I, yeah, I think a lot of people are moving away from SoundCloud. That's because it's, they, yet again, they don't support the artists. It's just full of ads. I can't stand having a 30 second damn ad when I'm just trying to listen to some music. I've never been on Spotify. Just never, there was always that, you know, I'm a Spotify rapper. I'm like, man, I'm not. I don't like just your... don't make any money, man. Yeah, it's just no money in there. I just think you got to go tour and you got to make a good show, and you got to make stuff that people want to listen to. Um, I would just like because I have thought about the Tech Nine conversation in my head before about other local rappers kind of bitching that he's not supporting the local scene. I don't think it's his job to support <clears throat> the local scene. And, and that was my question: Is it? Is it? Does it? Is does he owe Kansas City anything to do that? Like, I, no. I, so I understand. He doesn't know. I understand anything. people bitching about it because, like you were saying, it is nice to have like that that light, that path that you can follow sure. for Kansas City. But he doesn't owe it to no he doesn't. rappers he out there. Own, can't he see. made his own brand, and just because his brand is not the popular brand, didn't mean he made a boatload of money off of it. Oh, I mean, and he's going to retire happy with all that I, stuff. You know, he's I, a legend, yeah. so whatever. He's a legend, and I think it's a cop out. I think, which, yeah, I, I think it is a cop out because if you look at what Tech was doing, like I'm 40, he was an innovator. I'm 41. Yeah, I was here back when he was driving around in his van that was all logoed out with an all innovator. of his Tech Nine shit, just going to any little show he could and just hustling, hustle, 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 like hustler. real hustle. Like that is but that's what you got to do. A, to a to a audience that actually wanted to listen to the music because that music was in. Yeah, that was, was that was that move that music was back then. It was shocking. Yeah, shock rap and chopping. 2000, 2000 to two thousand five, that music was in. Mm-hmm. That stuff was in. That was early Eminem stuff too, right there. Yeah. All those brand that was a good brand for that time period. Yeah. That was in. So of course he was making good business moves. Okay, so. If we take that general concept, then y'all should be focusing on doing things that are in. Yeah, we need another big Kansas City name. It'll happen. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that's my take on Kansas City music. I think we can definitely move it forward, and I'm going to focus my efforts on building a recording studio that's known beyond strange music, and I want to be the only brand in Kansas City that anybody knows in regards to Kansas City music. So that's my five-year goal. 
Um, and then to switch out the topic, because I need to go back to motive and talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Is the the big thing with motive and the big thing that I'm, we're trying to push is transparency in the market. Okay. There are players in the market right now that are on the same bullshit that the music industry is on. It's uh, clout versus quality, you know. People don't want to learn certain skills or they're all natural light photographers and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's great because I started as a natural light photographer. I've been doing photography since I was in like seventh grade. Wow. You know, so it's I'm not new to photography and I've been doing this for a long time. Um, there's a level that you have to go to to be published. It's kind of the same thing like the music industry. It's okay. like you have to create work that's going to be publishable and used by brands. And brands are required... Uh, are requiring you to use strobe lighting, continuous lighting, and in-studio lighting to create a specific level of image. And that's not always happening with just natural light outside of a studio. Mm -hmm. So places like Motive really help people uh, go to that next level, right? And so that's what we're trying to accomplish by giving it a flat rate so that people can come in and use the gear. And I mean, I'm even here most of the time, so I'm like really interested in like Helping people. I'd be here a lot of the time too. It's just you've created such a cool spot. I'd want to hang out here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm here because I want to help them get better at making art. You yeah. know? And nice. I, I find I'm passionate about that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a lot of a lot of clout. Um, I really um, a studio in Kansas City bought Facebook followers. They bought five thousand Facebook followers. Um, no right surprise, when we opened, that shit happens. Oh, right, right when, when we, we opened. opened? Yeah. Yeah, because we did analysis in October of all the photo photography studios in Kansas City, and this photography studio had 260 Facebook followers. <laughs> yeah. And then they had 318 as of January, and then magically overnight they had 5,638. Wow. And I just thought to myself, like, damn, y'all that worried? Whoa. Did we that much of a market mover? Wow. I mean, good. I, I hope uh, you are. I hope they are. I hope they're worried because yeah. I'm coming for them, and I'm coming for the business. Good. I'm coming for all that shit because I'm tired of that. Like I'm really tired of that. That's really been bothering me. And it, the one is thing the other that, studios and how they run their stuff. Yeah, they're not running their shit the way they need to. And if they were, then they didn't need to buy five thousand Facebook followers. <laughs> so I wonder who that studio is. So y'all can go look it up. You'll find them. <laughs> That's all I have to say. But okay. I will say that I'm coming for that business, and I want to provide a higher level of service, and I'm going to provide that, and I really want to shake it up. Like, I want to shake this up, and I want to do really big things in Kansas City, and I want people to know about my brands, and I want people to know about Danny and I, and what we're doing here at Motive, and what we're doing at Unlabeled, and I want us to be a part of the community that is positive. And I want us to usher in a new guard yeah. in regards to the studios, in regards to being a creative community. Damn, dude. Take and I it over. Like, I want to get it, dude. Like, yeah. I'm super excited. Dude, I'm excited. You're getting me pumped up. I'm serious, man. I'm about it, and I'm about that transparency, and I'm not afraid to call people out on their bullshit. Yeah. Because y'all can come. You're not going to grow. Apart. If yeah. you don't have, you can't follow, you can't surround yourself with yes, man. you no. got to have people who are going to be real with you, maybe a little yeah. dickish to you, and be like, yeah. yo. I, that's one Sell thing. out people, for a little people bit. Really, people either like me or they don't, but they, some, I, I really think I'm Dr. No, man. I say no a lot. Yeah. But I, think, I say no because I focus on what is in the best interest of the brands right. and the best interest of what's going on here. And if it's not in my gut and I don't feel it, like really, like you ever know, it's like always when you meet somebody or you, they ask you to do something and your immediate reaction is like a visceral, like, uh, you feel that in your gut. 
I mm-hmm. really listen hard on that. Nice. Because that's like Your gut's real, always right. It's always right, it man. It is. Like whenever you feel like something is uneasy, your body feels uneasy, then you're probably, that's the thing you shouldn't do, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the decision you shouldn't make or the business deal that you shouldn't do. And I follow that like to a T. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't prove you wrong very often. And, you know, I'm also not afraid to grow and, you know, make room for new people if the old people aren't interested in doing it you know the main thing is is i've had three or four parts in this journey with unlabeled and motive where we've had to change direction right a lot of people left a lot of people got really upset about the way our businesses were moving and you know but the interesting thing is and i was telling my business partner danny this every single time that shift happened growth occurred nice right because that means that we were still doing things we were on brand. We were doing the right thing right. because growth occurred. Right. Right. Three times now with growth occurring is just a more testament to the fact that I'm not going to stray from the path that if we're doing something right. Right. So this next thing with motive and this next thing with building these Casey brands that are uh, positive for the Kansas City creative community yeah. is to shift and build new things. And it's gonna sh- I'm going to shake things up. We're going to do things differently. Yeah. And eventually we're going to put all these businesses under one compound and really fucking kill it. And then you'll call us Strange Music. You know? Basically that's what the deal is going to happen. Like that's what we want to do. We want to take this, can't, this city to another level creatively and we're going to do it. Well, I want part of it. However, however any way I can, if Thank possible... You, Yes, like, I, I, want, I want you to be part of it too. Yeah, that's dope. I like people who are hungry yeah. and who are ready to go and kill it. I'm hungry. I, no one goes harder at the podcast game in Kansas City than me. I think I think that's true. And I just want to. I just want Kansas City. Like you, I want Kansas City to be known. I want it on the map even mm-hmm. more. I just want. I want creatives here. I want better music here. I want better artists here. I want just Kansas City to be better. I love yep. Kansas City. I want it to explode. I want to yes. put Kansas City out there. Let's do it then. Yeah. Cesar, I'm glad we could do this again. Appreciate it, man. I said it right that time. I know I did. Thank (laughs) you, man. Thank you. Neander Talk Podcast. Best podcast in Kansas City. Bye.